And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Hello, everyone. Good to see you with us again on Greenlight Reviews, the show where we talk about the movies, and we really talk about the movies in depth, which is the fun part. Indeed, we do. (laughs) My name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And today, Ann, we're going to review a French Mm -hmm. comedy, I guess you'd call it, The Girl from Monaco. Written and directed by Anne Fontaine. Right. It starts out to be a comedy. I chuckled through the first half hour of Uh it. Bertrand is a big shot lawyer from Paris. He comes to Monaco to defend in court a woman named Edith LaSalle, played by Stéphane Audran. She has murdered her lover, who is a Russian, and apparently the Russian mafia is very angry with her Mm -hmm. and angry with her attorney, Bertrand. (laughs) Right. So Mrs. LaSalle's son, Louis, played by Gilles Cohn, hires a bodyguard chauffeur for Bertrand named Christophe, and he is played by Rushdie Zen. And what really holds this whole film together, or as much as anybody holds it together, is a local television weather girl named Audrey, played by Louise Bourgeon, and I've got to tell you up front, Mm -hmm. she is so beautiful. She is an absolute knockout. And the last human being I saw with legs that long was (laughs) Juliette Prowse. So Louise Bourgeon is really somebody to look at in this film, but that's about it. I tend to agree with you. Look, a movie's plot, and this is kind of a farce film, it's billed as a comedy thriller. But when you look at a movie like this, I think the success of a picture depends on how deeply you care about the main characters. And if you can sympathize with them and then begin to love them, you might enjoy this movie. I'm afraid, if not, you won't find much to engage you here. This movie has many, many problems with it. First of all, The Girl from Monaco is kind of a hybrid less. It's a comedy, but it's not all that funny. It's a courtroom thriller, but it's not all that thrilling. It's a love triangle, but it's no Jules as Jim. And it's a drama, but it's not dramatic enough. And as a result, the movie doesn't completely resonate. It's muddy. It limps along during the courtroom sequences. And when this wonderful character actor from France, and I think he's just fabulous, Fabrice Lucini, he plays the lawyer Bertrand, when he's not on screen, I'm afraid that the movie kind of sags and pretty much goes nowhere. I think you're absolutely right. You know, the character of Audrey is adorable. She is very sexy. Of course, Bertrand falls immediately in love with her. But we find out very, very quickly that, for me anyway, she is not the kind of woman that I would hang around to be with for more than an hour and a half. Well, She's not a very nice person, and she's kind of skanky and sleazy. I would say she's a blissful ditz who has some not-so-smart ideas about what it is to live life to the fullest. And frankly, she and her friends live for the moment, and they do not think about how their actions will have consequences. And that's really the gist of her character. And I think that's what the writer wants to say about a fun-loving girl. What the movie tried to do, I think, is to show that a lawyer like this guy, he's 50-ish in the movie, can become besotted by this beautiful weather girl, and perhaps that will make him become very ineffectual in the courtroom. The problem with the movie is that here is a red herring. Why does this girl fall in love with him? Was she put there 
in order to distract him by the Russian mafia people. Well, I was waiting for that, right? but it didn't happen. Correct. And that's the problem with the script. I think a more skillful writer would have developed that as a plot line. Here you have this story idea, and there are several good ideas in this movie, but they go nowhere. Basically, you have a triangle movie about the chauffeur, about the weather girl, and about the lawyer. Who's in love with who? What are her motivations? And what is the chauffeur's motivation? Why is the bodyguard so obsessed with keeping the safety of his client, the lawyer? You know, all of these are dandy concepts, but they are not played out correctly within the screenplay. You know, there are moments, especially early in the film, where Christophe, the bodyguard, is kind of standing guard over Bertrand, but he stands away from him, looking around at everybody. So when Bertrand is eating all by himself in a restaurant, Christophe is standing about 20 feet away from him, just looking around, and it looks strange. And of course, Bertrand is very uncomfortable to be eating his dinner when somebody is staring at him. So I laughed at that. I laughed at a couple of things. But as the movie moved along, Mm -hmm. it got more serious. Yes, it does. It got more muddied. There's certainly talk of homosexuality in this film, but it never shows itself in any way. So I wondered, why are we talking about it? That's, again, (laughs) another red herring. Yes. And I don't think a movie like this should have any of that. This should have either been great thriller or a great comedy. And I wish Anne Fontaine, as the writer-director, would have made that direction clear. I think she would have had a far better movie. You know, there's some nice chemistry between Bertrand and Audrey. And for a few moments in the beginning of the film, you begin to care about them. And I don't mean as a couple, but you worry that Bertrand might be brought down by this beautiful girl. And you also worry that Audrey's world will come crashing down upon her because she does live life to the fullest, but she lives life on the dangerous side. And you wonder if she's really playing with somebody out of her league and will that come to destroy her ultimately. So there are many good ideas. I don't think the movie fulfills what it tried to do. You know, it starts off reminding me anyway of To Die For, one of the early Nicole Kidman films where she was a weather girl and she was very, very ambitious and would do just about anything. And that kind of reflects the Audrey character, but it goes nowhere. Well, To Die For was a brilliant comic satire. Absolutely. Of ambition run rampant in the world of media and celebrity. Here, that's just one little tiny part of the pie. And as a result, Les, I don't think the movie has a lot of resonance. I couldn't figure anything out. These people are just walking around, doing what they're told, saying the lines, which, especially in the beginning, are amusing. But it really left me confused. And when the lights went up, I thought, have I just seen a comedy? Have I just seen a tragedy? Have I just seen a thriller? What What is this film? And I still don't know. Right. So what's your verdict on The Girl from Monaco? Well, my verdict is, I guess, a barely flickering yellow light. Okay. I think for all the guys out there like me, it's not going to kill you to sit there for an hour and a half and watch Louise Bourgeon. Oh, gosh, no. And I think that Fabrice Lucini, who plays Bertrand, does an excellent job through most of the film, Mm -hmm. even when he looks a little confused. So I didn't hate this completely, but I'm giving it a barely flickering yellow light. Well, Les, I think despite the good acting from Lucini and Bourgeon as Bertrand and Audrey, some great shots of the beautiful country of Monaco, but frankly, as I said, muddy story, too many red herrings, and a very uncomfortable finale. So not a red, not a green, but again, a very cautionary, flickering, dim yellow light. All right. Two pale yellow lights for The Girl from Monaco.
It is directed and written by Anne Fontaine, and it stars Fabrice Lucini, Louise Bourgeon, and Rushdi Zen as the bodyguard chauffeur. You could say bodyguard chauffeur wet blanket. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We are going to be back to review another film very, very soon because we see lots of films and we love to review them and talk about them and dissect them in a fun way or in a bad way, but we love doing that anyway because we're kind of movie people and that's why we're here. I'm Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that we're going to run into you guys enjoying and tearing apart another movie. We'll see you then. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, I think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) Right.